Welcome to Trials in My Era, or Time Stories for short. My name is Natalie Hatayan. I'm the host and producer of Time Stories, and I'm very excited to be here with you. This week's essay is read and written by its author, Sarah Barnett. It's titled Vacancy. It's funny to me because this is one of those pieces that is so wildly relatable in a way that none of us should be surprised by. But when you're confronted with it, you kind of have one of those like, oh yeah, that's what I've been feeling moments. One of the reasons I wanted to start Time Stories was for this exact sort of realization. It's the sheer hope that maybe I learn, and you too hopefully, that a lot of what we're going through individually is actually pretty universal. Sarah's essay is one of those moments for me and I hope it is for you too. This is Vacancy by Sarah Barnett. When Nat first reached out to me asking to write an essay and read it on her podcast, my first thought was, cool. My second thought was, shit. After 30 seconds of excitement for a new creative project, it dawned on me that I had nothing remarkable to write about. Even worse, I was scared I couldn't. Despite being a 28-year-old career woman and entertainer in New York, I haven't had real focus, drive, or motivation in months. Behind my bangs and semi-large forehead, which I'm fucking sensitive about, okay? There's a seedy motel with a vacancy sign where my brain should be, and that scares me. Head empty, no thoughts, brain smooth is a popular internet adage these days, usually accompanied by a picture of a dog or a farm animal with vacant eyes and a huge smile. People share these memes on Instagram and TikTok with upbeat music and a caption like, goals, or she's just like me, for real. And I always understood it. Modern adults are dealing with information overflow and decision fatigue, and we crave serenity. We want to be able to check out of reality where conflict, injustice, and existential dread are all smoking a cigarette on the street and waiting to follow us home. In a world where two minutes of scrolling can show you heinous takes by bigoted politicians, 25 work emails you forgot to respond to, and some girl from high school's pregnancy photo shoot. Seriously, Lindsay has four kids. How many Kegels does she have to do now? It makes a ton of sense. At the very least, an empty head is an entertaining bit. However, I've taken it too far without even realizing it. Scientists estimate that human adults make about 35,000 decisions every day. This is where habits and routines come into play. Our brains automate the choices to reserve cognitive capacity for the more complicated ones. That's why we don't put much thought into what route we're taking to get to the subway or what socks we're going to wear. Personal development gurus stress the importance and power of good habits. When we have consistent healthy habits like working out or sleeping with our phone in another room, they become automatic and no longer take as much cognitive load. This is why we also hire people to tell us what to do. Personal trainers, financial advisors, wedding planners. They make decisions for us and save us precious brain space. However... What do you do when you're walking through life fully on autopilot, realizing that you haven't thought deeply about anything in weeks, getting home at 11 p.m. after a long day of work and in my case, stand-up comedy, and realizing you haven't really been present at all, identifying the ways you want to improve, but feeling lost on how to start, 
I've looked back on my life for the past six months and tried to think of one strong opinion I've formed or difficult thing I've accomplished, and I couldn't. The inkling that I have a smooth brain started with, of course, an offhand comment by a white man from Brooklyn that I really wanted to fuck. We were hanging out at my apartment, having a real conversation for the first time after falling in love via Instagram DM. He looked at me and said, you're different than I thought you would be. I feel like I can't tell where you stand on anything. He was halfway through a joint and fighting a visible boner, so maybe he wasn't saying it with his full conviction, but it still bothered me. When I was thinking about it later, I realized, shit, I don't know where I stand on anything. I have basic convictions and things that I stand for. Tax the rich, don't be fucking racist, stop letting old crusty Republican men dictate what goes on in my uterus. And I also have things I know that I love. Performing comedy, drinking Diet Coke, listening to Taylor Swift, and dressing like Barbie. But that's kind of it. Underneath the surface, there's a foggy feeling in my brain that even the crispest Diet Coke hasn't been able to get through. I found myself out of the loop on politics and pop culture, less engaged in conversation, spending hours on my couch picking at the dead ends of my hair and staring into space. As Paris Hilton would say, that's hot. If someone put a gun to my head and asked me to talk about what was going on in Congress, I'd probably make a joke about George Santos having a tiny dick and sprint away. Of course, I learned about George Santos weeks after most people because I guess I wasn't paying attention. I'm experiencing lack of focus at my day job, zoning out in meetings, forgetting to answer emails and send documents. My colleagues have started to remove me from work streams, which inspires a little horror about losing my job, but mostly apathy. I used to be much more regimented about sitting down and writing new comedy material, but now most of my jokes come to me when I'm walking somewhere or otherwise zoned out. I'm happening upon ideas rather than creating them. On stage, I black out and never feel present, even though it's my favorite place to be. My screen time is cringeworthy. Scientists should study how I manage to spend five hours a day looking at my own thirst traps on my Instagram story. And no, my ex didn't see it, and the only person who liked it was my best friend, Nicole. Bummer. I hardly ever go out on dates because I don't know what I'm looking for in a partner. Even when I'm having sex, which is rare these days even though I've never been hotter, I can hardly focus on the person in my bed as opposed to the haze in my brain. Ever since my consciously unconscious awakening, I've been in a purgatory that's more confusing than how my ex-situationship felt about me. I'm starting all kinds of good habits, meditating, manifesting, affirming myself. I've been looking for culprits. Maybe I have ADHD. Because TikTok told me I might, but my mother swears she tested me for it in 2001 and the doctor said no. Should I try going on Adderall? I've never tried it, but I heard it makes you skinny and productive, so it's worth a shot. But maybe I just need a social media detox. But will that make me feel more lonely than I already am? The average human attention span has dropped like 30% in the last 20 years, so maybe I just need to live in 2003 again, where I didn't have immediate access to videos of my ex skateboarding and think pieces about White Lotus and cute graphics explaining how we're all going to die of food shortages. Or maybe my privilege is the problem. I've lived a charmed life, coming from an upper-middle-class family, went to a good college, got a cushy job, and have never had to navigate the world with poverty, racism, or homophobia mixed in. Of course, I don't know how to think about complex issues or make difficult choices, because I've literally never had to. 
somehow admitting this seems ickier than not admitting it. Kind of like buying an air fryer on Prime, even after learning what the working conditions are like in Amazon warehouses. You can still go about your day, but understanding the fucked up elements that got you there make it harder. And as I'm untangling all of this, the numbness, lack of motivation, inability to finish what I start, I'm getting to a core fear that informs my mindset about everything else. The fear that I'm running out of time. I'm in my late 20s now, at a period where everyone seems far more experienced than me and way more sure of who they are. Many of my friends live with their romantic partners and some are planning weddings. Some are buying property and taking expensive vacations. With what? Money! Also, like 50% of my paycheck goes to rent and the rest goes to CVS and Trader Joe's. How are they affording this? And a lot of people I know are making exciting strides in their careers. They're managing big teams. They're seeing their path to leadership positions or mastery of their craft. And I'm worried that I'm falling behind. Six years ago, when I was just out of college, it was totally fair game to feel confused and isolated and now it seems like people have found their way and I'm still stuck at the starting line waiting for the gun to go off. Aging comes for all of us, but my real fear is that I'm running out of time to get away with feeling clueless. It's cute when you're 20 or 21 or 22. When you're 28 and half of your friends have mortgages and engagement rings, you wonder how the hell they did it and why you couldn't do it for yourself. Even more than that, it's lonely. I'm really the only person I have in my life, and I don't know who the hell she is or what she's capable of. I'm reading this back, and I fear it's a long pity party for a woman whose life really isn't that bad. However, I also know that I can't be the only one who feels vacant and disjointed. There have to be other people who are objectively doing fine and struggle to get out of bed. Brain fog and depression aren't mystery afflictions, and nobody pulls themselves out without help. If you hear this and relate, let me know. We can grab Diet Cokes and talk about it. Sarah Barnett is a New York City-based stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed professional Diet Coke reviewer. She performs at comedy clubs and festivals all over the tri-state area and produces her own comedy shows in Manhattan. Her material focuses on trying and failing to love herself, understand sexuality, and embrace her body. You can follow her on Instagram, at Sarah Barnett. That is it for this week, and I, I hope you took something from it, because I know I did. We'll talk soon. Have a great week, guys. Bye.